Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we, have, we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. We confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all things by the power of the Holy Spirit. Keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The earth is the Lord, for he made it. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together Psalm 95. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is God, and we are the people of His pasture, and the sheep of His hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to His voice. The earth is the Lord, for He made it. Come, let us adore Him. Psalm 65, verses 1-14 through 14. You are to be praised, O God, in Zion. To you shall vows be performed in Jerusalem. To you that hear, prayer shall all flesh come, because of their transgressions. Our sins are stronger than we are, but you will blot them out. Happy are they whom you choose, and draw to your courts to dwell there. They will be satisfied by the beauty of your house, by the holiness of your temple. Awesome things will you show us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation. O hope of all the ends of the earth, and of the seas that are far away! You make fast the mountains by your power, they are girded about with might. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the clamor of the peoples. Those who dwell at the ends of the earth will tremble at your marvelous signs. You make the dawn and the dusk to sing for joy. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for so you provide for the earth. You drench the furrows and smooth out the ridges, and heavy rain you soften the ground and bless its increase. 
You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths overflow with plenty. May the fields of the wilderness be rich for grazing, and the hills be clothed with joy. May the meadows cover themselves with flocks, and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. Let them shout for joy and sing. The Prophet Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 10 through 13. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purposed, and succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall be the Lord for your memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Let us say together, Song of Zechariah. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins, in the tender compassion of our God. The dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Romans. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit, since the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. 
The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body, also through the spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word. But the cares of the world and the lure of the wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another third. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today's Gospel gives us the parable of the sower. Many of us have read and heard this parable many times over the years. This is a familiar parable. When I read this parable, my focus goes to the seeds that the sower is sowing. I try to place myself into the categories of soils that are listed. Am I a worn down path? where everything I do and say is done with a sense of burnout or so repetitive that it doesn't have much meaning? 
Is my soil so rocky that when I'm presented with new ideas and learn new things, I take them in, but quickly lose them because I do not take the time to practice them or apply them to my life? Maybe my soil is so thorny that it is quite hard to want to even think about new and exciting approaches to learning and being productive because the world's princes and principalities require me to stay in my lane and be productive with the same old information and techniques that allows for that productivity. Then there are times that I find that my soil is fertile and ready to accept change, accept new ways and new thoughts. When my soil is like this, I become better. I've learned better, so I'm able to do better. So you can see, that I get really self-reflective as where my soil, or let's face it, my heart is when I read or hear this parable. My soil changes all the time. I have felt that my thoughts and works have fallen into every one of these categories at some time or another. I am guessing that this is the same for each of us. However, when I read this gospel reading, and started my sermon prep, I found that I started to think about this parable in a different way than I had before. My focus didn't go to the soil types, but to the sower. I started to think of this poem or parable from the viewpoint of the sower. I read my usual sources of commentaries, and I did my praying and my rereading of the passage, and none of it turn me to the soils. So, I let my self ponder on the sower. You see, my stepmother's family had a farm that she was raised on and exposed farming to me. I can remember helping to plant potatoes in this huge plowed field with tilled soil. Each of us that were planting would take our pieces of potato and place it about eight inches apart, if my memory serves me correctly, we intentionally paid attention not to plant them too close or too far apart. This memory resurfaced for me when I was pondering the role of the sower in today's parable. The sower didn't carefully and intentionally go to the fields and plant the seeds. The sower just threw seed willy-nilly. The seed went everywhere. It went on the path. It fell on rocky places. It fell into thorny places and in good soil. Now you are probably sitting there saying to yourself, Chris, you already told us that. You're right, I did. But this time is from the sower's view. The sower was being extremely generous with the seed. They just threw the seed everywhere. Now I know that farmers do not just throw seed randomly all over the place. Farmers prepare the soil for the seed that they want to grow in that soil. It could be potatoes, corn, or green beans. The point is that they are not frivolous with seed planting. Farmers are intentional because they know what will grow where. 
So why is the sower so wasteful with the seed? That is the question that kept coming up for me while I studied and prepared for today. Then it hits me. The sower isn't being wasteful. No, not at all. The sower is being extremely generous. There is an abundance of seed. The sower doesn't have to worry to be worried that they will run out or there isn't enough. The sower sows the seeds everywhere with the understanding that some seeds will fall on the worn down path in the rocky places and the thorn bushes and in good soil. But it doesn't matter. What matters is that the sower sows. The sower knows that he will reap whatever it is that they sow. So there is no regard to scarcity. This new point of view really gave me a different perspective. So when Jesus says, let anyone with ears listen, in my opinion, this is what he wants them and us to hear. That we're that we are to be sowers, no matter what. We are to throw our seeds of love, acceptance, respect, dignity, and care everywhere. Because there is an abundance of these seeds. Because there, we would not have to be frugal with our seeds. There is way more than enough. This approach doesn't mean that as sowers, we do not have work to do because we truly do. We need to be constantly paying attention to our own soil and make sure we are sowing from good soil. How can we do this? The calling of the community of faith is to have two good ears and to be constantly open to having our own worn down places plowed up, turned over, loosened up, to have our rocky places named and removed, and our shallowness deepened and enriched, to having our thickets of cares and anxieties plucked out and space cleared for new growth. Who knows, maybe instead of eking out the bare minimum to stay alive, we might be showered with God's extravagant wastefulness. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord. And grant us your salvation. Let your people sing with joy. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care. And guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth. Your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God. And sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they may know and understand what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to accomplish them. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us stay together for general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.